Hello and welcome to the True to Life podcast. In this interview episode, I'm joined by volleyball star Camille Rivers, uh, formerly at Holy Names with me. That's where we originally met. Now at Dominican, she's a junior, also in the nursing program. Uh, really great person, great work ethic. Um, someone that I had to get on the show. Someone I wanted to last year, but didn't have the chance. And now we're here at Dominican, so we get to do it now. So. Just to get started, what, what got you started in, into volleyball? I mean, you had a lot of uh, sports to choose from. Like, why volleyball? Yeah, so I actually was growing up, like, I was just a very shy kid. And I think that, like, kind of scared my parents because I was, like, very much so the type, like, I was really, like, I really only spoke when I was spoken to. So they were like, okay, like, we got to throw this girl into something. So they were like, pick a sport, any sport. And, like, I was not interested in anything like I grew up with like my whole family's guys so like I grew up playing basketball but it's like not anything I really wanted to pursue so my dad was like okay we're throwing you into dance lessons I missed all of my dance lessons wasn't I, it for you every single one like my dad got so confused he was like oh your dance classes are on Tuesdays right I played along with it I knew they were on Mondays and then I missed every single one and I actually had a cousin who played volleyball I would always go to her game so I was like Okay, let me try volleyball. Started when I was in third grade. Here I am now. Stuck with it after that. Stuck with it. Yeah, it was like just like natural for me. I love it. So, I mean, like you're playing just for fun, rec, and then at what point did you realize you wanted to complete like collegiately play the next um, level? So, starting in my rec league, I kind of noticed that I was just naturally more gifted than other girls. So, my parents noticed that too. So, they were just kind of thinking like, okay, maybe she can pursue this further. Um, in Vacaville, there's not a lot of opportunities for volleyball. You very much so have to branch out of the city. So there was a local club in Fairfield, Club Solano, little startup club started there. Um, and that's kind of where like I started with my club journey and kind of ventured out after that. I kind of grew out of Club Solano. I wanted to play even more competitively as soon as like I got older to like play in college. So then I actually played out in SAC for like my last three years of club. There we go. Some 916. The, yeah. Some of the best years of my life. Like I love playing in SAC. It was such an unforgettable experience. I've met so many people that I still keep in contact with today. I love that. Sacramento's big. I mean, <laughs> you know, you know, for Sacramento. So, uh, back of us pretty close. Um, so was that like travel ball? That's where you mostly played? Yeah. In Sacramento? Nice. Yes. So where, where did the work ethic did get developed from you? Is that something instilled like from family or was that something you kind of found on your own? Like where, where did, where did that form for you? Um, definitely my parents. I tell everyone every single day that my parents are like my biggest role models. They, um, are immigrants from the Philippines. So like very much so stereotypical, like they had nothing but the clothes on their backs. I mean, my dad worked three jobs, put himself through college. Same with my mom. So it's just kind of like seeing that every single day really inspired me and was like, okay, like, my life is, like, in the control of my own hand. So it's, like, what whatever I want to make my life out to be, like, I can do it myself. I like that. It really is all, all your choice yeah. and your control. I mean, as far as your other siblings, did they develop that as well? Or is that something that sets you apart a little bit? Um, I think, yeah, my, my siblings are definitely hardworking, but it kind of took them a little more time to develop that in terms of, like, school and sports. So, like, I'm actually the only... So I have two brothers. I'm the middle. I have a younger brother and an older brother. Um, they didn't play sports. They weren't very academically driven up until like I would say probably like a couple years ago. So I think that's definitely what sets me apart from them just because like from a very early age, I knew like I wanted to, the, to be the best in everything I did, like school, academics, just anything. 
I think that's a common trend with like high achieving student athletes is like there's a drive that you actually want to perform and, and do well. And equally, like in the classroom as well. I mean, the nursing program, I mean, that's a lot on its own, too. That's like a whole nother like chapter. So I mean, that that's one thing I wanted to ask, because some students come here and they're just doing the nursing program. And mm-hmm. you're also playing a sport, too. So what, what's that like for you? Like just to give an idea for people listening, like what is it like trying to try to balance those two? Um, yeah, it's probably one of the most hardest things I think I've ever had to go through. Like there are just so many times where like I have to kind of sit back and think to myself, like, can I do this? Like, am I made for this? Just because just to give you a little insight of like how my days went during season, I would probably wake up like 6 a.m. every single day. I would get ready for my day and then I'd go through like six, seven hours of classes After classes, I'm either working out or I'm in the trainer's room trying to get my body right. And then at the end of the day, I have a three-hour practice. Um, After practice, I have homework. That's the schedule. Yeah. Yeah, So it's just like it's insane to think like that's my day-to-day life. And, of course, it's going to be hard. But nursing and volleyball is something that I'm so extremely passionate about. So it's like I don't mind doing it. Like if it's going to get me where I want to be then by all means, because for my whole life, I've always wanted to do this. Like my whole like goal of going to college was to play volleyball and pursue my education. And there's not many places like Dominican who let you do that. Absolutely. I mean, you're getting to, to do both. I mean, yeah. to be able to really experience and compete like collegiately, I'm starting to see it now that I, I'm playing and traveling. It's like you're making some lifelong memories. Oh, yeah. Like with the sports aspect, but you're also going to have like your future set up for you after, which is really special. Mm-hmm. Um, so holy names or Dominican, which one do you prefer? I asked Connor the same question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that is a hard question. There are definitely like pros and cons. Um, I love the area of Dominican a lot more. Um, I mean, you know how it is in Oakland. Like it's It's up in the hills, up in the hills. It's fine. But like, like once you get down, like outside the hills from holy names, like it's, it's a rough place to be in. But, um, I would definitely say, I think I'm gonna have to say holy names. I'm gonna like no, like I love Dominican. I love my experience here so far, but I just think more so the people I've met at Holy Names I are just it. like no, I love the authentic truth. They're just like they're irreplaceable. I met my favorite person ever there, Rain, um, my best friend for life. Um, shout out, yeah, shout out Rain, shout out Priscilla, Maddie, everybody at Holy Names. Like they, like I just they're irreplaceable. I don't think I could ever find people like them. Yeah. I, for me, it's like, I have an emotional attachment for holy names just mm-hmm. because like, that's like my first year in college and all that. Um, but knowing Dominicans more of going to be like my future and mm-hmm. stepping into that definitely pros and cons. That, that yeah. was a great way to put it. Definitely. Both schools have a lot to offer. Um, did holy names have like a nurse? They, they had a nursing program, but it got shut down. So what was yes. going to be your plan at holy names? Yeah. So, um, after my sophomore year, I believe that's when we got noticed that the nursing program was being shut down. It was one of the first programs to get, sh- to get shut down. So my initial plan was to just pivot and go to kinesiology because all the prereqs mm-hmm. are the same. So I would graduate kines in four years and then I would have pursued nursing afterwards. The writing was on the wall with holy names. You yeah. See right. That's okay. We're still grateful for our time. Oh, for sure. It's so funny because like when I was a freshman and sophomore at Holy Names, like I wanted nothing but to like get out of that place. Like it's so weird to think about like how I would literally cry going to school because it's just like where I didn't want to be. And now that I'm like at a new place, like 
I just think about it so much. There's a lot and to like, offer. Yeah, so yeah. much to offer. And like, I guess I do kind of regret not really appreciating what I had right in front of me because it really was an amazing place with amazing people. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, so with your time at Holy Names came like some some rough seasons too. I mean, maybe not a lot of winning and it, it's been a battle for you. So going through rough seasons, I mean, this last year was, was pretty bad as well. Um, <laughs> but just speaking honestly here, but under all that, I mean, you your, your work ethic and everything that you do, nothing changed. Like the way you approach the game, the way you approach school, um, like for you, like what makes you, obviously you mentioned your family, but it's hard. Like you saw some of your teammates were probably like giving up and not giving a lot of effort mm-hmm. at times. Um, for you, what was the reason that like you just didn't want to give up and you just keep injured to come back probably next year too and keep it going? <laughs> maybe. Yes, of course. Coming back for my fifth year, I'm getting a little old now, Nick. But um, I think definitely my mindset when it comes to these kinds of things and overcoming adversity is that like no one's going to feel bad for you. Like, that's just like the god honest truth like i went through it when i was at holy names like when the school was shutting down it's like my school is shutting down oh my god i'm a victim and it's like no one's gonna think like that no one's gonna look at you and be like oh poor you here's a spot like when i thought of it it's like okay i'm at a disadvantage that just means i need to work 20 times harder like when I was going through that spring season, my junior year, when I would see you every single day at the gym. I mean, you were hogging the floor. I, I, was, I to... was not hogging the floor. That was not. That was I was not trying it. to get some shots up and the volleyball <laughs> nets were up and I had to I had to wait my turn. Yeah, I mean, you didn't get there early enough. so. Oh, I mean... oh my goodness. <laughs> just got called out. Yeah. So like when I went through that spring season, just training alone, like I was already so limited on what I had to do because obviously volleyball is very much so a team sport. You can't really do anything on your own. So it's like. I'm already not having a spring season with the team. I'm already limited on what I could do. Like, what can I control? I can control how many times I get into the gym, the touches that I can control. I can control my physical, like my physical fitness. Those are all things that I can do myself. So that's just kind of like the mindset I went in going into it. It's like I'm at a disadvantage. Like people are out there like having way more advantages than I I am. So it's just, it is what it is. You have to kind of, just handle what you have and deal with the cards that you have. So I love it. There's three things I want to circle back on from what you just said. Um, You mentioned like a a victimhood mentality and I think that hurts a lot of people Uh, even along the course of this year. I'm guessing you saw that like, Oh, we've lost 10 games straight and there's every other excuse in the book. You Mm -hmm. probably heard them all too. Yeah. Just there's always someone else to blame. There's always, you know, the finger pointing, you know, a good quote I mentioned, it's like when you're pointing one finger, you got three coming back at you. Yeah. So it's like really got to take accountability and not be a victim. So I think that was really well put. And it, quitting is the easiest thing to do. And by, by staying with it and staying true to yourself, I think that shows a lot about your character. Like don't quit because it, once you quit, it, it's all done. And you just you put the towel in. It's so easy to do that. Oh, yeah. It's harder to keep going. And I feel like that's like what you really demonstrated, both at Holy Names now here it's like you're not you're not gonna quit, and I think that's like that's something that you you don't like learn overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you definitely put the work in there. So, for for people that maybe don't have the uh, the the family you know force on the outside, like how can they try to start to develop some of that some of that grit? Like if it doesn't come natural to them, because some of it does come natural. It's like mm-hmm. it's something inside of you. What would you recommend as like a way to to start? The hardest part is just getting up and like getting your foot in the door. Like especially when it comes to like sports, just like once you're out of your bed and you're in the gym, it's like, well, you're already there. Like, what are you going to do with that time? Are you just going to like 
mess around and just go back? Or are you going to actually like make use of your time and like try to make yourself better? So that's definitely something that I struggle with too. It's just like, if I don't get out of my bed and do something, like I'm not going to do it. Like I will literally drag myself out of the bed and go to the gym. And it's like, okay, I'm here. Like the hardest part is over. I, f- I, I love that. It's like, I feel like once if you're just laying in bed, even in the morning, it's like you have to just get out because mm-hmm. if you just start sitting there, you start thinking, excuses start rolling in. I think getting up is the hardest part. I think yeah, Lex mentioned that too. The first thing I do is just, you just got to get out of bed and then the rest of your day starts to unfold. Exactly. And once you're in the gym, it's like, okay, maybe you're not going to get the greatest workout in, but at least you're doing something productive in my head. That's way better than just sitting in bed. I feel like even if you're in the gym and you're you're stretching, at least just mm-hmm. doing something to move the needle, it's going to be better than sitting. Oh, 100%. Sitting top. Uh, you also mentioned the third thing was controlling the controllables. So there can be a lot coming at you at once. Mm-hmm. How do you know, like, how do you differentiate things you can control from things that aren't? Like, what's something that, that you use that, that helps there? I mean, definitely just thinking about, like, myself and things that I can do. So it's like, for example, if I'm not necessarily playing the greatest, I can control my attitude, which is something, I'll be honest, something I struggle with this entire season. True to it's lie, like, we're honest here. Like, I, I wasn't acting like the greatest teammate in my opinion just because I was letting my emotions overcome me so that's one thing you can oh you can control your emotions and how you treat your teammates something you can't control you can't control your coach yelling at you you can't control how your teammates are going to perform you can control you can control like supporting them and things like that just everything within yourself are things that you can control is that something that you're consciously aware of? Are you like writing them down, talking to people or like, how are you aware of those things? Is it just a, a, internal dialogue that you're having? Oh, a hundred percent. And I'm very much so aware when I'm not being the greatest teammate either, but just sometimes the emotions just overcome me. And that's just like, that's just the reality of it. And it's something that I'm actively trying to work on every single day. No, absolutely. It's like when something, when a thought comes in your head, that's not in your control, almost just like pushing it right back out because mm-hmm. you can't do anything about it anyway so just let it pass yeah i love that i i really hope that that, that staying like that that's big time <laughs> I, I think i need to do better about that personally um i want i wanted to ask you strategically how, how you're balancing the i know i asked a little bit earlier but what are your your scheduling tips and things that you're doing for yourself like what works for you and because I, I see you up in the common room studying mm-hmm. at nighttime so like what is like your routine or to, to back because nursing is a whole mm-hmm. thing like we mentioned and the, the the time commitment of your sport along with other other classes you might be taking so what exactly does that look like for you like in scheduling your day yeah so I recently just got into like the swing of like my whole schedule so I typically wake up at around like 8 a.m I take about 30 45 minutes to really like like get awake and then I'll get ready for my day I'll go work out for like two hours come back go to class eat lunch and then after that I pretty much just work out or not work out I'll like go to the trainers stretch do whatever I need to do eat dinner and then I have like the last three to four hours in my day just like studying really dedicated time yeah dedicated so like you're setting those time blocks for yourself Mm -hmm. Because if I don't, I write everything down too. Because if I don't, like, especially with nursing, there's just so many things you have to do. Like, it's easy to, like, forget about things. So writing down things that I need to get done really helps. So you, you like, so look, everyone has their own method. So Mm -hmm. you're, you're a write it down in a planner type of deal. Yes. You don't like the electronic Google calendar. I preach Google calendar. No, 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 no. I cannot do like the whole 
like online planner thing i need to see it in writing i like the satisfaction of like checking off whatever you get done for me yeah. the satisfaction is clicking the button uh, <laughs> it's not, not the, the same, same. <laughs> it's not the same yeah but i think to each their own like whatever works for you mm. I and mean, if the paper what is what does it i think every person's different so i think as long as you have something that works that's all that matters yeah for sure um what is the biggest lesson that sports have taught you biggest lesson well that's a good question nonic because they're gonna be a lot i feel like sports teach us so many things yeah coaches say so many things in the locker room like but if anything stands out like what what do you think like sports has taught you or just you can be your life in general Mm. we can be a little more broad too well just going along with the theme of like work ethic i just think like there are just so many people who play the same sport as you do and like only a small percentage of people go on to play at the next level so realizing that and just realizing how much time and dedication i need to put forth into something that i'm really passionate about is something that carries over to me and like not only in sports but in school as well like you see me in the common room always studying and it's like if i want to be a great nurse like i have to put in the time to study to know my stuff to know my skills so that's one thing um another thing that i really learn through sports is just like just to be kind to people too i mean like i think i speak for a lot of student athletes that we play sports to kind of get away from like whatever we're going through in our like day-to-day lives and just recognizing that like you know just because someone's happy at practice doesn't necessarily mean that they have like the best home life and just mm-hmm. always recognizing that like we all have our own stuff that we're going through and just making sure that we're always going to be a light instead of like adding to that darkness is something that really carries over to my life. I mean, checking in with teammates is, is mm-hmm. huge. I mean, do you feel like you have good relationships with most of your teammates? Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. Like, so like that's another important thing uh, like for those listening is making relationships with your, your teammates. Who are the captains on your team this year? Um, Miss Ella Heckman. And then they were the three other seniors, Amani, Emma and Sophia, but they obviously yeah, left. No, of course. I mean, are you looking to step into a leadership role next? I next mean, year? um, obviously, yeah, but when it comes down to it, I was actually talking to Michaela, my teammate. Um, like captains are just like it's just a title. I agree. Like it's literally just a title. It doesn't necessarily come with the respect that you get from your teammates just because you're a captain. Um, it's more so like how you carry yourself on the court, how you perform each and every single day. That's really going to earn you that respect that people look towards. So it's just like, I mean, if they name me captain, great. If they don't, great. Like, I'm just going to do what I always do. I'm going to work hard, perform on the court. And then whatever happens, happens. Nothing changes. Yeah, nothing Regardless changes. of the title, yeah. nothing's going to change. Yeah. And I also don't really like how sometimes, not talking about my team specifically, but just in general, people use the title of captain to be just like rude to boss people around like that's not right like, it's like that's, a hierarchy thing yeah or something like that. it's just like no one really cares so <laughs> for sure uh so like speaking to high school athletes that might be listening volleyball or any other sports mm-hmm. like recruiting wise for you like what, what was your recruiting journey like like getting recruited to Mm, my recruiting journey was very very long i don't know how it works for basketball but i started around when i was 15 or 16, you know, as you move along in the recruiting process, you cast a wide net, obviously, because you don't want to just set your mind on one thing and just end up getting disappointed. Um, So many rejections and so many like, no, you're not what I'm looking for, because obviously I'm I'm a small girl. I'm 5'2", and I play traditionally a position where you want to be taller. You want to be like 5'10 on up. So that was really hard to deal with, considering that it was like 
I never thought I was taken seriously as a setter. But as time moved on, I was very grateful for my time in SAC because I learned to just branch out of my position so that I would become more like admirable by some coaches. So I started playing a little bit of background that got me a lot more attention from coaches playing like a setter DS role. Um, I got my first offer, I think the end of my 17s year, I got a couple D1 offers. How did that feel? It felt good. It felt good for sure to finally get like the recognition that I thought I deserved, but it wasn't the position that I wanted to play. So it was just kind of like, uh, do I really want to go there? And also I was just kind of dealing with the thought of like, do I actually want to play D1 or do I want to just say I'm a D1 athlete? Like, I think it's really easy to get caught up with the whole D1, like D2, like wanting to do wanting to do all that kind of stuff. But a lot of people don't realize the time commitment it is to be a D1 athlete. Like it's very much so just your sport. And I don't, I didn't know if that's what I wanted. I didn't know if I wanted volleyball to be my whole life, because like I said, I'm a nursing major and like, I want other things in my life other than volleyball. So then as time went on, I got a couple more D2 offers, D3, NAIA. Um, ultimately, I just thought D2 was the best spot for me, like still getting to compete at a high level and pursuing my education, having time for those kinds of things is kind of what landed me at Holy Names. Also, I'm just I'm a local girl, Vacaville, um, very close to my family. So it was like I don't I didn't want to leave out of California. The D1 offers that I was considering taking were all the way on the East Coast. And it was yeah. like big, big culture shift. That's a long distance. Um, so, yeah, I just really wanted to stay in California, stay close to my family, still play volleyball, still do nursing. Like it kind of just checked all my boxes. Um, didn't necessarily want to go to a small school um, initially. But after being at Holy Names, I was like, yeah, I, I really like the small school. There's some benefits. Absolutely. Yeah, 100 percent. Like I love coming to school and being able to say hi to whoever, have conversation. You don't necessarily get that at a big school. So that's something that I thought was really special. Absolutely. I think you just touched on something that I don't think has been brought up in this show about uh, just realizing and the benefits of different divisions for college athletics. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. People get caught up in D1 or bust. You see it a lot in basketball. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of like, look, there's a lot of ego involved in that. I mean, people want like all sports too, just the the look of being a D1 athlete. Obviously, there's a lot more like name pull and recognition for those schools. Um, yeah, that that that's a really big, to a whole another topic to be completely yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, oh my god. I wasn't I wasn't even planning on talking about it today because because you brought it up. Like I'd love to talk about it a little bit more. Um, and Division Two being a really good experience for student athletes, and even like, like you said, junior college. There's NAI. Like there's so many options and a really big message. And I really loved how you put it. Just really evaluate what you need to do like for yourself. And I feel like you did that really well. Like exactly what, what worked for you and Vacaville. I mean, you listed the, the, all the reasons out. I mean, <laughs> very good point. And I'm pause for a second. I'm just, I'm very impressed because Camille was speaking directly to you. You were, you were, you were, you were not worried about coming on the show today and you're killing it. Oh, thank you. You are. You are. Absolutely. So. I know. I was telling him before this, I was very nervous. So. <laughs> no, you're doing great. I mean, you're just dropping, just dropping bombs and whole thing about picking divisions too. Like that's really insightful. So <laughs> great job. Um, do you have any uh, advice to young athletes out there listening uh, while they're very early in your, your journeys? You have one more year left. Uh what would you say to, to those that are just getting started? I mean, if, if you want it, go chase it. Like, everything's in your hands. You can control it. I mean, if you want to play at 
the best of the best D1s, like you got to put the work in. Like there's so many girls out there who say they want it, but then don't put in the work to get where they want to be. And then they complain about it. So don't be one of those girls. Don't be one of those athletes. Like work hard and then everything will fall into place. Everything will work out. What is your, what are your thoughts on just the idea of like, don't talk about it, be about it. Like don't talk about what you're going to do. Just, just do the work. That's literally like my motto. Like there's nothing that makes me more angry where people just incessantly talk about things that they want to achieve, but then there's no action behind it. Well, then your words are meaningless. So that is going to be a future solo pod episode. I've been brainstorming because (laughs) it's something that recently is came to like the forefront just my my development of not talking about things that I'm, I want to do or things I'm going to do because I feel like you, it takes away like the power of what mm-hmm. you of actually doing it by saying it because if I if I tell you that um, I want to start next year or uh, if I tell you that I want to lead the pack west in three point that mm-hmm. those goals if I'm just saying that to you and you're like oh that's really awesome Nonic and then I'm feeling really good about it I'm like <laughs> oh yeah it's, it's like a, my brain thinks that I already accomplished it and really I've done no work to, to get mm-hmm. that done so I think that's devastating to to athletes when they're just talking, telling all their friends all the things they want to mm-hmm. do. Um, just do the work. And they, I think the results will come there as long as you do the work. hundred percent. And if you're saying that you want to start next year, I'm going to be checking in on you. Like, hey. what are you what are you doing to start next year then? I don't, and look, that, that was an example. And these are things that <laughs> I, I'm going to be working. I, I always do. So hundred percent. I always see you in the gym. Hey, it's it's all about the journey for me <laughs> and, just, and, just, and just being there and the process. I preach the process. Do you have any uh, final shout outs or final words that you want to share on this stage? Hmm, Final words. I would definitely love to give a special shout out again to Miss Rain Bacage. Um, Again, one of my best friends in the whole entire world. I was going through a little bit of a rough patch my sophomore year. I was contemplating quitting. I just was in such a bad place mentally and didn't know volleyball was for me, but quite literally the only person that got me out of bed every single day because I was actually commuting my sophomore year of college the only thing that got me out of bed every single day to go to practice was seeing rain I mean like she's just one of those people who like I look at her she makes me laugh she makes me forget about everything going on in my like life and just honestly an amazing person to be around I love that shout big shout out now that you just said that, I do have to ask another question because being in those dark days, wanting to quit, wanting to, you know, give in for you, it, it was maybe rain too. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say if she stopped showing up, like, do you think that you would have just quit on yourself or do you think that you would have oh, found no, a no, way? No, 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 no. I'm just, I think I'm too prideful to ever quit at anything, I, like anything that I'm doing. Like, I just can't even like fathom the fact of me going up to my parents and being like, yeah, I'm quitting. Like... I just can't like I even think about that I'm like oh my god like what am I doing in my life because when you think about it like I spent so much time and effort and money to get where I wanted to be to play collegiate volleyball like why wouldn't I like want to experience that more like granted we all go through like our dark days our rough patches but ultimately like this is what I wanted this is what I asked for and like I'm going to appreciate and enjoy every minute of it. Very well said. I'm not even going to say anything to that. That's wonderfully put. So as I end all interviews with some rapid fire questions, oh, what is your um, go-to snack? Skinny pop and apples. I, I love how quick you had that up. That's amazing. I have the fattest bag of skinny pop in my room. Like every single day I get it from Sam's Club, $5. It's like probably like 
the length of your abdomen. Wow. Yeah. No, it's like, it's huge. I mean, how often do you have to restock? Probably like once. A week? No, sorry. no not once a week. Probably once every week and a half. Okay. There we go. Yeah. No, nah, I wasn't too far off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's your, okay. I know we're big Rod Waves fans, but oh, do you have yes. another favorite song artist to share? You can't say Rod because I already know that one. I know, but Rod, my favorite. I really like just early 2000s r&b so i would probably say like alicia keys or like i really like Blas, even though he's technically a rapper but he sounds like more r&b to me there we go awesome and if you could play any other position in volleyball what would it be if you could like make like a my player and you and i don't even know what that is you could like pick your height and make your perfect volleyball person like what would be the perfect position like in your dreams if you could play i would still want to be a setter okay 100 um even though they don't get a lot of credit but um i would definitely just want to be taller so i can play all six rotations if i was like 510 oh my go. god yeah <laughs> 510 setter why, why do setters not get a lot of credit i'm, I'm curious now um so like relating it to basketball, setters are very much so like the point guards. Like they're the ones who get the assist. They don't really they don't really look at the pass or the set. They more so look at the end product. So that's the kill, the person mm-hmm. who made the shot. So it's like we don't really get recognized a lot for that. I'm not gonna lie. To make a basketball analogy, it would be the equivalent of someone that's setting good screens, mm-hmm. boxing out, yeah. doing the stuff that doesn't necessarily show up on the stat sheet. Very very valuable person to the team, though. I know what that feels like. Yeah, so absolutely. Hundred percent. Um, Camille, amazing job. I, I had a really thank great you. time. So thank you so much. Uh, so those of you listening, if you heard anything from Camille, everything you know about her is going to be in the episode notes. So you know, give her a, a follow or a ring, uh, as well as anything with me and the and the show. Please reach out if you have any questions. Uh, as always, um, it's a, really a blessing to have this platform, and be able to talk with you all. So thank you so much, and be back here next time. <laughs>